He took a week off, but he is back. I am joined by the Conquistador, Dave Hyde. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. Sports Frenzy 2.0 is whole again. Yes, yes, we are. Of course, rock and roll last week takes precedence, and we will get to that on the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy this coming Saturday morning. But hit, for hit now, shameless plug, check it out. <laughs> but for now, it's all sports for the next hour and a half. Here on February the 22nd, 2023, this will drop Thursday morning, the 23rd. For once, for the it's, first time in, what, six months, yes. we are not going to talk about football in the first segment. No. NASCAR has taken over, basically by default, because there's really there's nothing else nothing going on. Else. <laughs> NBA All-Star, eh. Yeah, we'll Nobody get to that cares. later. But... Daytona, the 500, the NASCAR, Great American Race. The Cup Series starts off with their quote unquote Super Bowl. As every pundit out there who doesn't really watch NASCAR will tell you, it's just as important as every other race in the regular season when it comes to points. Yes, it is. So, in that sense, it is not the <laughs> Super Bowl. No, but it's the prestige, it is their crown jewel. That everybody wants to win. Right. Because it's the Daytona. That's the birthplace of speed. All the land speed records set on the beach. They started racing on the beach. And that's where NASCAR was born. So, I have to admit, <clears throat> I still have not slogged through this entire race yet. It was long. It was boring. Oh, it was pathetic. All I can tell you is I got to within about 35 laps to go between watching it live and then watching on my DVR, and I, I saw there's still two hours left. Oh, it's, <laughs> it was a painful, painful slog of a race. And, of course, you can always make the arguments about the super speedway races and how is there really that much skill involved? There are certain drivers who perform better than others at super speedways, but in the end, it, it almost it's seems like it, it comes out to just plain dumb luck. Yeah, a lot of it is with everybody jostling around, rolling out of the throttle, the accordion backups, and boom. One guy pushes the wrong guy in a turn when they're not supposed to be pushing. And 20-plus cars can get wiped out. Right. So, in the end, a guy who actually in the past has shown to be proficient at the super speedways did win. Yep. Breaking a 199-race winless streak, <laughs> that would be one Ricky Stenhouse Jr., formerly <clears throat> Mr. Danica Patrick. <laughs> For, yep. Who will be coming into the Fox booth by what I've understood, mid-March, I believe? Smoke's oh. going to be around for the next couple, and then uh, yep. Danica's coming in. Oh, yay, because she was so thrilling to listen to. <sighs> and the one thing I think at least I glossed over when I, I heard about it. I heard, you know, Stenhouse won, Logano second. Um that I keep forgetting that locks him into the playoffs. 
It does. So that makes things interesting because you don't mm-hmm. normally think about Ricky Stenhouse as being a good enough driver on the other tracks to Too get big. in the top 16. So that already is going to put pressure on everybody else. When you look at an outlier <coughs> like yeah. Ricky Stenhouse, he's already in. And again, I don't see him finishing in the top 16 overall in points. No, because he historically has not been able to what crack the top 20. I'd have to go back, I but think I, he I may think have he cracked might have done it, it once. Once. But, yeah, he's just not there on the performance level. But the new car, anything goes. Yep. So, it's only one race. But, again, I think the fact that Stenhouse is in already does already throw a little bit of a twist into the the 2023 Cup season. Yep, you've got the outlier with a win, and that puts the pressure on the big boys. Of course, Alex Bowman won the pole in qualifying in the duels. Joey Logano, Eric Almarola won those. Again, I don't know it what, what we're supposed to make out of, out of Daytona outside of the fact that Ricky Stenhouse gets in, he wins. Yeah, it, Some teams are scrambling. Because they didn't get as as much in terms of points as they thought they were going to. It is what it is. The plate or the uh, the Daytona and Talladega, the drafting tracks are a crapshoot, and you just have to roll the dice and hope you can survive. But let's just hope Fox's coverage gets a little bit better, instead of couple laps commercial, couple laps commercial cutting away right when there's an accident. The camera's not even picking up on other incidents that are taking place. It it was a mismanaged race on the coverage part with the camera crews and everything else. Yeah, I noticed that too. I did too. Um, Even starting with the one that happened with about 20 laps to go in stage two, the first one where Blaney and Reddick and Chase Elliott yeah. got, were involved. We didn't even really see that live. No, you we didn't know what you didn't know they what were happened. doing the picture in picture when it happened. Yeah, and they didn't even show it in that part. No, five minutes later, you finally get the replays. Showing oh, we're the under detail. caution. Oh, here's what happened, by the way. Yeah, and, and I, I hate <clears> to say this, but I think this is happening not only with NASCAR, but with football, with baseball. They're doing this picture-in-picture stuff, and it's really taking, in my opinion, away. I'd rather have them cut to commercial if they can do that a little bit less, but, you know, you're getting more money from the sponsors for a a full screen, 100% undivided attention Mm -hmm. from the audience. They're probably getting less money from the sponsors and saying, well, we'll do a picture-in-picture with you. Yeah. But you're destroying the viewing experience. You know what would go a long way with sports fans when there's live action continuing to go on and there's not a break? Have the sponsor's name on the bottom of the screen. Continued coverage presented by. That would be phenomenal. That way you don't have to sit through all these stupid-ass insurance, 
commercials, drug commercials, things that nobody gives a shit about. Yeah, and it's such a simple idea you just put out there. <clears throat> it's obvious why they won't do it because it's too easy. It's too simple. Yeah, you know. Now I don't. They could still have the money coming in for their name to be there, but they're saving money not having to pay the damn actors or come up with the stupid and ass they're scripts. Not, and they're not pissing off the fans with the split screen stuff. Yeah. No, uh, I agree with you. It, it's terrible coverage. And it's, again, not just NASCAR. They're doing this in almost all the sports now, and I hate yeah. it. I absolutely hate you know, it. Unless there's, under caution, don't go to the full live commercial thing. Let's talk about other stories floating around in NASCAR and in racing. Now, I have to say, number one, even though he got knocked out in that that accident I mentioned with Blaney and with Elliott and with Reddick, how badass was it that Eric Jones had the Guns N' Roses car? <laughs> that was pretty and damn it, sweet. 43, man. That was pretty sweet. Now, the interesting behind-the-scenes story about that is that they're giving credit to Jimmy Johnson since he has basically <clears throat> taken over. Well, we can't yep. call it Petty anymore. Now it's, nope, the, it's the Legacy, Legacy Mo- Motors Club. Yeah. And uh, the King doesn't seem very happy in recent interviews about it. No, he's Johnson's come in and has kind of taken over Let's face it, that team needed a fresh perspective because under Petty, that team has languished for so long and they needed something to jumpstart it. And with Johnson coming in, still has the fire, maybe that's what it that what it's going to take. And he's got some really fresh ideas for that organization, things to get them in to the current century. Yeah, and I think I think the thing is, yes, you're looking at young versus old, per se. I know Jimmy's not quote-unquote young, but Petty just sounds like the, the standard get-off-my-lawn guy, where he's <laughs> used to doing things the way they were done in the 60s and the 70s and the early 80s. Yeah, he and hasn't Johnson's, adapted. Johnson's a lot more savvy when it comes to modern marketing, hence the GNR car. We'll see. Now, if if Eric Jones doesn't step up and have a better year, then it's all for naught. Right. But at least they're making the effort. I think Joey Logano visited Hair Club for Men in the offseason. <laughs> Did you happen to see him? Did you see him in yeah, the pre-race ceremony? He didn't look as thin as he had. Man. That's a hell of a bush he's got on his head. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I'm not saying B-U-S-C-H. Wow. I That blew yeah. me away when they were introducing. Yeah, they're he, doing the he, 75th anniversary stuff. He, he had stuff a pretty and, damn good widow's peak going on and was thinning out. And now all of a sudden. Well, when you win a championship and get a little extra money, you can do that. Well, he had, what, three months to work on it? Yeah. <laughs> get those things plugged in and get them growing a little bit. Good for you, Joey. 
Good for you. As I just mentioned, this is NASCAR's the Cup Series 75th anniversary. So they will be announcing the 75 greatest drivers in NASCAR history. But my problem is, how are you going to get anybody riled up, get any controversy going when you're not going to rank them? You're just going to name the top 75 without putting them in order. I want to see Earnhardt fans pissed off that he's not number one. (laughs) Because they put Petty number one. Earnhardt number two. As right and just. But then even after that, then it would get fun seeing where they put Kyle Busch. Jimmy Johnson. Yep, Jeff Gordon. Because you got to also think back with Daryl Waltrip. Where does he slide in? David Pearson, the Silver Fox, second and wins. These are things you have to think about. Yeah. So... I, I don't like the fact they t- they took the easy way out by saying we're just going to give you the seventy five best without ranking them. I think that's a cop out. Mm-hmm. I think that's garbage. It is a bit of a cop out. All right, in terms of drivers getting extensions, Daniel Suarez gets a multi year mm-hmm. extension with Trackhouse terms not disclosed. Ross Chastain also gets a multi-year extension with Trackhouse. That one's a no-brainer. Yeah. I think I think Chastain is going to be one of the best drivers here for a long time on the Cup Series. Yep, it's going to be interesting to see how he follows up this season after breaking well, out he last won, year. Well, he won stage two at Daytona, so. Before getting taken out. Right. So. And then Alex Bowman gets a three-year <clears throat> extension with Hendricks through 2026. So, and we we talked about this for years and years. We knew this was coming, the wave, the young drivers. I think this year is the year that solidifies it with, with Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson. Now I think this is the next generation. I think it's this fully entrenched in. with Harvick going out. Now you've got all these young young pups over the last couple of years coming in. Yep, you finally are seeing the influx that you'd been waiting for a massive influx because let's face it over the last 40 years, it's been a slow trickle in of drivers coming and going and it's been hard for anybody to stick because with racers longevity is there. Interesting factoid. I heard going back real quick to Daytona. This was the first race in Daytona, where no driver raced against Earnhardt. Yep. With Kurt Busch basically retiring. <clears throat> yeah. He was the last one. Yeah. Yep. yep. So the mantle has fully moved on. Yep. Now, for all you IndyCar fans out there, now the CW, we've talked about the fact the CW is now fully in with Live Golf. But they also are in with IndyCar, and they have a potentially interesting documentary series coming up starting April the 27th. I believe we might have talked about it previously, but I don't know if we had the the date. So April the 27th, 100 Days to Indy. 
Uh, yes, debut. their countdown. Yep, 100 Days to Indie will debut on the CW on April the 27th. It's hard to get geared up that far out. But that's the thing now. The docu series we're we're hearing all about the one on Netflix <sighs> with you know the golf, and now they got one coming out with quarterbacks. I personally can't stand it. I don't need that much information. Everybody was into Hard Knocks. Yeah, I have never watched a single second of Hard Knocks. I haven't either. I it doesn't interest me. I want to see the action on the field. Yeah, because I don't care about all of the this drama stuff is contrived. The They're not going to show you anything they don't want you to. Oh yeah, it's all planned out. It's all staged. Absolutely, Every I believe bit you. of it. I believe you're 100 right on that. It's yeah, it's it's like a reality show. You know, where it is all staged. Yeah. Don't tell me Survivor or Love Island or any of that crap isn't all planned out. The Kardashians. Yeah, it's... It, nothing is reality. And in this day and age where everybody's got a camera, everybody's got a phone, you're not going to get away with anything. No. Anyway. So if something big happens behind the scenes, we're going to know about it within 24 to 48 hours. Exactly. And of course, if it's something bad, you know they're not going to talk about it on there. Right. It's all going to be about, oh, the guy who was going to be the last man who made the cut on the roster. That victory. Oh, that celebration. That wonderful, heartwarming story. Before he gets cut in week four. Exactly. He made it to the preseason team. <laughs> all right. We're done talking about Daytona. We're done talking about the headlines. So now, getting back into Sports Frenzy 2.0 NASCAR mode, as we will do each and every week here for the next seven months or so. Race number two. Can't believe I'm already saying race number two of the NASCAR Cup Series. This coming Sunday, February the 26th, 2023, the Pala Casino 400, the final race at the currently configured Auto Club Speedway before they take a year or two off and turn it into a short track. Maybe a year or two off. There is no definitive plans in place. They don't have any architectural designs. Nothing is solidified. They have no clue if they're going to be able to do it. And of course, we talked about recently, will they make the clash at the Coliseum a points race? But we also can't pointed it. out it's not feasible. No. You can't fit the cars on that track. No. It's impossible. But at least we know for next year, and I would assume 2025, you're not going to have racing at Auto Club Speedway. No. that's After this, it's supposed to start going under the bulldozer. Right. So this will be the final Fontana race. Yep. Under the current configuration. I was reading an article on Yahoo Sports about this. And back 26 years ago, as they were gearing up for the inaugural race, one newspaper writer questioned it and its longevity. Ridiculed for it at the time. But he was the one person who said, 
you lost Ontario. You lost Riverside. What makes you think this is going to continue? Now, it lasted a decent amount of time. But again, what are they doing? Going back short track. Well, you and I have, have been, since the beginnings of Sports Frenzy, we have been adamant about the fact that West Coast fans don't give two rip shits about sports. Unless maybe it's exactly unless it's the Lakers. They yeah. love the Lakers. Maybe possibly they're starting to fall in love with the Rams again. Maybe. But they've got to split that stadium up between the Rams and the Chargers. They're a the Dodgers maybe out there. They lost the Padres. Well, they've lost the Chargers. San Diego did to L.A. Right. The Padres barely hanging on is the one team in Southern California. Yeah. The, Northern the Raiders Calif- gone Yeah, to, to Las Vegas. Because they couldn't do anything with Oakland. The A's struggle. They're going to be the next one to go yeah. from Oakland to, to Vegas. Was it the Giants and the Niners up north seem to be the only ones that can draw consistently? Yeah. So it's hit and miss with with California yet. As again, we've always pointed out, we kiss the West Coast's ass. And as much as I hate New York and I hate the Eastern Seaboard, at least I know those fans care. Yeah. Red Sox fans, New York fans, D.C. fans, Pittsburgh Philadelphia, those fans care. I don't see the same passion out of these fans. Again, pick and choose. Yeah, overall, you do not have that overwhelming support for anything. But we've still got two races out there, not counting the clash. You've got Fontana and, of course, Sonoma. So we will see in the future what we're going to get from this Fontana reconfiguration, how long it's going to take. And, and if who, it ever materializes. Who is going to slip into the schedule to take its place? Because, again, as you pointed out, astutely. Wilkesboro. We'll see what happens with the uh, what the All-Star race this year, right? Yep. And we'll see how the racing is at Wilkesboro. Maybe they can slide back there. in. Yep. It's a short track that they want. Old school track racing had always been great there. I was pissed when they took it off the schedule. Yep. So our picks, we've got seven of our eight panelists with their picks in for the Fontana race at Auto Club Speedway, the Pala Casino 400. And of course, your two hosts, the two smartest men in sports podcasting. Oh, come on. We got to give ourselves more credit than that. We're not just the smartest two of eight. We are the smartest two out there in podcast land. How about the country? Because we should be running everything. (laughs) You tell the kids who we pick. We're rolling the dice. We're not getting stuck behind the eight ball. We're taking last year's winner, Kyle Larson. Yeah, I know. It it seems like a very milquetoast pick. But again, this is only the second year of this car configuration. Kyle Larson and Tyler Reddick had a good run too, but but he Kyle did. Larson, I trust Kyle Larson on this type of Reddick track. Reddick is in a new car. 
Yes, he is not running is the same car team. he ran last year. So that very was good a pick. factor. Very good pick on your part. Because that was my pick. <laughs> Sam and Doug are taking Kevin Harvick. Aaron is taking Kyle Busch. Nick is taking Joey Logano. And Bill, the Big Blue W, taking Eric Jones, who had a good run last year. Yep, he did. Waiting I on Mississippi. Flirted with that. She's still got some time before the deadline hits. All right, I hate to jump you with this. We've we got about five minutes left in segment one. But the one thing I wanted to discuss in baseball, I know is not something you like to talk about with your team. But their stupidity. When we were driving to the concert last Wednesday, we listened to the score out of Chicago. We listened to uh, Bernstein Romini talking about this issue. And now another group, another pair of hosts had the accuser for one Mike Clevenger on a show talking about the accusations. And now it's come out that Mike Clevenger has explored legal avenues for suing 670 the score out of Chicago for doing this, for possibly tainting the legal process. So as a White Sox fan here with a couple minutes <clears throat> left, I wanted your opinion on this situation. Oh, God. He's had an opportunity in press conferences to talk about it being all over the news. Why is his accuser not allowed to do the same? Turnabout's fair play. I mean, these are serious accusations that need to be addressed. And you can't have it just one way. We've talked about that. We want things opened up. We want the discourse. We want to get to the bottom of what's going on. And I'm sorry, Clevenger. Suck it up. If you really are innocent, let it play itself out. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's, I think it's the way the world is nowadays. And you're going to have to live with it. I mean, we're hearing stuff now about... What, the, the four-person on the jury for Donald Trump is making the rounds in the media talking oh, about yeah. the case? On, we're not trying to get political here, but I'm trying to you know stick up for your point where everybody's got a microphone in their face. Everybody's got a camera in their face, and it's just something you are going to have to deal with yep. for good or for bad. If you're on this side of it or that side of it, both sides are going to get their their time in the spotlight. They should, they should be able to have their time in the spotlight. You want to have intelligent discussions. You need to know both sides. Yep. Now, I'm <laughs> starting to hear rumblings and rumors. I don't want to necessarily draw comparisons, but Trevor Bauer they're starting to talk about teams possibly signing him after what he went through. 
And again, nothing ever came of his situation in the courts. No. There's still lawsuits pending, but criminal charges were dropped, to my understanding. Yeah, there were no criminal charges brought. And we've talked about the former head coach of the Texas Longhorns basketball program. Domestic violence charges dropped, but he lost his job. Because she would not go forward with we talked about Alvin <clears throat> Kamara in the NFL. Finally. Not a domestic violence situation. No, but, but in the beating, finally, he and four others are being indicted. It took just over a year for this to come out and finally go somewhere. Yeah. Ridiculous. So this is the thing. I don't know where the wheels of <clears throat> justice are grinding, how slow they're grinding, how fast they're grinding. It's amazing how it goes fast for some people and drags on for others, isn't it? Yeah, and that's the thing. I I don't <clears throat> want to make a bold proclamation about Steve or Mike Clevenger or, or Trevor Bauer or Alvin Kamara and whether they're getting their due process or they're being judged in the, the court of public opinion, but it's just sadly the way the world is. And like you yep. said, Alvin Kamara seemed like it took forever. But there's video. Clevenger, there's video with Kamara in the hotel. And Clevenger, this thing pops right <clears throat> after he signs a deal with the White Sox. And so the White Sox get screwed. They're not evil. They're just stupid. All right, kids. Second segment coming up. We're going to cover everything else. Football, basketball. We'll be right back. Are you having trouble falling asleep behind the wheel of your expensive SUV? Are you finding difficulty in avoiding golf clubs thrown at you by your angry wife as you pull out of the driveway? Sign up today for the Tiger Woods Driving School, sponsored by Sports Frenzy 2.0. We'll show you how to text ladies of the night while still driving effectively in the wee hours of the morning. We'll also teach you how to ditch a suspicious backpack when you end up driving into a ditch. Check out Sports Frenzy 2.0 on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, for updates on our latest classes, including how to curse and swear in front of uptight golf fans and their children and still be adored by millions. The Tiger Woods Driving School. It's great. All right, kids. Segment two of Sports Frenzy 2.0 here, recording February 22nd. This will hit Thursday, the 23rd, 2023. I'm the Conquistador, Dave Height. And I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. And we are Everywhere on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Amazon, Audible, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher! Check out the Facebook page each and every weekend to see our cup picks for NASCAR. Now that football season is over, that does not mean the Facebook page is inactive and shut down. Nope, I'm just shifting a little bit here. 
Yep, that so. is absolutely correct. And we'll, of course, we'll keep you updated on our competitions. Yep, March Madness is coming up. So, of course, we'll let you know about that. Brackets, all the good stuff yep. coming down the line. So, NFL relegated to the second segment because it's the downtime. Free agency has started. No moves yet. Well, free agency hasn't technically well, started for for Derek Carr. It has. It has because he was released. Yeah. And then, of course, we don't know what the lateral thinker is doing because we haven't heard if he's come out of his hole yet. Yeah. He Pat McAfee took the week off. Everybody is waiting that convenient? on Tuesday for the podcast reveal. And, of course, McAfee, yes, conveniently takes the week off. Gee, I think they were secretly in the dark retreat together. I <clears> secretly <throat> think they have butt sex. <laughs> I was alluding. I wasn't coming out. They do the ayahuasca and they, <laughs> they have he prison sex. He gave the ayahuasca. They have prison sex. Come on. Oh. And I love, I, I we talked about this. We had our sports frenzy quarterly meeting. Mm -hmm. This past Monday, saw everybody. It was great. Um, and we talk about all this stuff. So some of the stuff that Dave and I are discussing here, we've already covered a couple days ago. But I just love the hearing the different opinions from New York and from all these different areas about we want Derek Carr. We don't want Derek Carr. We want Aaron Rodgers. We, we don't. don't want Aaron Rodgers. It just it <laughs> makes me laugh. It just makes me laugh. Yeah. Will will Baltimore pay Lamar Jackson, or will they tag him? Yeah, and the uh, the thing that blows my it's, mind it's about the, that the overwhelming it's a majority, franchise tag period has begun. The overwhelm there you go. That's what we were looking for. Yeah, the the franchise tag window opened. Yeah. Um, nothing yet. No news yet on that. That's that goes almost all to the almost all the way to the beginning of the next league year in March. Right. But. You know, we're hearing the rumors about Daniel Jones wanting $45 million <laughs> a year as he switches agents. And, I mean, it, I saw a great meme today. I saw a great <laughs> meme today where somebody posted this huge, massive Brinks truck. Yeah. It happened to be in Cincinnati. <laughs> and they said, oh, it looks like the negotiations with Joe Burrow are going well. <laughs> Lovely. Because Burrow is supposed to be the one that's going to break the bank, yeah, and go fifty or over fifty million uh, or over. We'll but see. Daniel Jones forty five no. million. You got Jalen Hurts now negotiating a new deal. Yeah, like you said, Lamar Jackson, who I would not want to touch with a oh. ten foot pole. No, 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 no. And He's I'm a hearing, head case. I am hearing these ridiculously disparaging or disparate differences of opinion on him where some people are saying well it was a good thing he sat out that playoff game because if they're not going to honor him and give him his contract then who cares and then other people who if i he agree wants with to get paid his butt should have been out there if leading michael the team. vick is out there saying i fought through the same injury he had i played an entire season on it yeah. He needs to get out there and play. Oh, but he's exactly. I he sounds to me like another Kyrie Irving. And I would if I was John Harbaugh, I would say, kiss my ass, there's the door. You are not it, getting forty five yeah. million and you're not getting the Deshaun Watson stupid deal that the Browns gave him. 
fully guaranteed for almost $250 million. Yeah. I don't know. But again, like we talked about on Monday at our meeting, we talk about the Bears, and you've got the big headline of the week with the Bears, but I am not discounting trading Justin Fields. You need picks. I'm telling you, they could work this. You get Bryce Young, you get his teammate, the great pass rusher at Alabama. You can get T. Higgins in a trade with one of the picks you get back. We'll see. There's a lot that would have to go right. Good luck orchestrating it. Well, this is what we brought in the new GM for. Yep, we'll see what happens. Let's see what polls can do. Yep, just to see who they will have when eventually they do build their Arlington Stadium. They finally closed on it. The Bears now own that entire area. We'll see if they build the dome stadium or roof, whatever they want to do, plus the entire entertainment shopping complex. The heck with what Lightfoot wants to do as mayor to Soldier Field. They had a chance way back when with the Reno, and they screwed it up. I, I I think the Bears need to take a step like this. They really do. They need to show the city we're in charge of our franchise, not the city. We are yep. loyal to the city. Why, why yes, would they want to keep playing at a place they have no control over, where the field is continually in crap shape? I'm it sorry. It makes and, no sense. And, Mayor Lightfoot, I, I can't stand even looking at her, let alone listening to her. She looks like a crack addict. And I'm sorry, appearances matter. Somebody needs to take her aside and say, could you do something about the big black bags under your eyes that make you look like you've been on a three-day bender perpetually? Just there have- is something to be said about appearances when you're a leader of a major city in the United States of America. You have more pressing concerns than trying to keep the Bears in Soldier Field. So we will see. Could this be a a lure for free agents? Potentially. If you got a high quality facility. Could this be a lure for a Super Bowl? It should be. That's what it takes. A new stadium guarantees a Super Bowl. Because, right, Soldier Field has the lowest seating capacity of any stadium in the I NFL. I believe so, yeah. yeah. I think that's why the Chargers left San Diego. Speaking of the Chargers. <laughs> All right. Mentioned a few weeks ago that the Dolphins were signing Vic Fangio to be their new defensive coordinator. That got put on hold. But last week it came to light, yes, Vic Fangio will lead the Dolphins' defense, thankfully. At least something's going right there. But in a coup, Ronaldo Hill leaves the Chargers. He had been their defensive coordinator. He wants to work under Vic Fangio again, and he will become the passing game defensive coordinator for the Dolphins. Getting the hell out of Dodge with the Chargers. 
Yeah, so Ronaldo and Vic can sit down with the, the Dolphins head coach and smoke a bowl. and <laughs> <laughs> Keep them honest. I think this is the first time ever here on Sports Frenzy this offseason we have talked this much about coordinators, but they are becoming just as important in many ways as the head coaches. So Dave mentions the Dolphins, the Buccaneers, that train wreck that they are quickly becoming. I mean, this this is a record, got to be close to a record for a team falling from the top to the bottom. Two years, they're going to go from Super Bowl champions to possibly basement dwellers, possibly fighting for the number one pick. That's their sad. new offensive coordinator is Dave Canales, the Seattle Seahawks quarterbacks coach. Okay, but again, I like Byron Leftwich. They ran him out of town. I don't know why. And again, we're still stuck with Todd freaking Bowles as a head coach. First coach to get fired next year. I'm putting my money on Todd, <laughs> Todd Bowles. <laughs> Who's going to be the quarterback? If they really want to tank, <sighs> you're going to see somebody come in like a, a Baker Mayfield or a Mike White. You know, they are not going to go trying to pull in a, a Derek Carr because they, if no, they really and truly want to tank, they want one of the worst ones out there. Yep. Uh, I just love saying his name Colts offensive coordinator <laughs> coming over from Jacksonville, formerly of the Lions, but last year was the passing game coordinator for the Jaguars. So pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good pedigree Not there. Not bad. But sounds like an extra on the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Jim Bob Cooter <laughs> will be the new Colts offensive coordinator. This one puzzles me beyond belief. Uh, what the hell are the Colts doing? Well, this... <sighs> Believe it or not, despite the name, he's actually got a decent He actually knows what he's doing, yes. But But still. But now, here's where I'm really puzzled. Going on to the whole Eric Biennemi situation. Oh, my God. So, Eric Biennemi has been the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs for, I believe, about five years. Yeah. And he's decided to leave the Super Bowl champion. Kansas City Chiefs to take over the OC job with the Washington Commanders. You kind of wonder if they talk to him that maybe there's something in the contract that if and when Chico leaves or is fired, that he takes over as head coach. And I'm hearing, I've heard sour grapes from LaShawn McCoy, who came, played for the Chiefs for a hot minute. But of course, he did that because he's loyal to Andy Reid from their days in Philadelphia. Right. But he said some things about Eric Bieniemy, basically saying, Eric Bieniemy, if you look at his history before becoming OC, what he was a running he? backs coach. Yeah. So he knows how to coach running backs, but he was never involved with the passing game in Kansas City. That was all Coach Reed. Yeah. So he, again, hasn't call, he doesn't call the plays. 
Coach Reed calls the plays. So now maybe he's looking to finally prove that he can do something on his own. And like you said, eventually, if not, take over for Ron Rivera, go somewhere else, yeah. and finally get a head coaching job. So while McCoy called out his leadership abilities and everything else, current Chiefs players are backing him to the hilt. And I think Tyreek Hill did too. Yeah. Formerly of the Chiefs, now with the Dolphins. I think he came out and spoke against LaShawn McCoy. And, and he backed up the enemy as well. The Cardinals, of course, we know that team is another one like the Buccaneers going to be fighting for that number one pick, <laughs> the Caleb Williams pick. Um, their defensive coordinator will be Nick Rallis, who was linebacker's coach for Philadelphia coming over to join his former defensive coordinator, who is now the head coach in Arizona. So he will take over as D.C., and they bring over Drew Petzing, the quarterback's coach from Cleveland, to be the offensive coordinator. <laughs> you have fun really? dealing with Kyler Murray. You have fun dealing with Kyler Murray. But again, I guess he just got half a season dealing with the Sean Watson. So. Right, so maybe he and knows he, how to deal with the prima donna. Yeah. Panthers. Of course, Frank Reich, his offensive coordinator choice, he brings over Thomas Brown from the Rams, the tight ends coach from the Rams, will be Frank Reich's OC. But I wonder if that's not like an Andy Reid situation where Frank right, Reich where Frank's is, actually going to be calling everything. Right. Yeah. And I'm very curious, very curious to see where they go with quarterback. Are they going to draft one? Are they going to try to get a Derek Carr? It would be very interesting. Yep. God help us all. Now, I have not watched Saturday Night Live in 20 years. It's not funny anymore. No, it's not. And this doesn't make it sound any more appealing because I really, in the end, don't care. Greatest tight end of all time. Greatest tight end of all time could possibly be better than my personal favorite, Kellen Winslow Sr. Travis Kelsey is going to host Saturday Night Live in March. Oh, God. I'm still not going to watch. Sorry. I, I don't know if I nothing. would. If you could bring in, you could bring Eddie Van Halen back to life, and I don't even know if I'd watch it. <laughs> Guarantee I would not. Oh, but Travis Kelsey. Hosting SNL. Wow. You know, it's not that far of a stretch if you've listened to any clips of the podcast he does with his brother. They're pretty damn entertaining. I don't know. I've heard I've heard him at the, like the victory celebration with the Chiefs and You can't you gotta discount that got, because they're all because drunk. He sounds like an absolute idiot. To me. Everybody's drunk at those things. Nobody sounds coherent and intelligent. All right, moving on to college football. I'm going to let you take this since this is all we got. It's Notre Dame, their new <laughs> offensive coordinator. They promoted tight ends coach Jared Parker. We'll see what happens. I think it was on the cheap. I'm not wild about it, but we'll see. And again, I'm just college pros. 
what the hell did Byron Leftwich do? I have no to, idea. To just get basically shunned as he has been here this offseason. Does he interview that badly? I have no idea. He worked with Tom Brady. He was his offensive coordinator when Tom Brady won a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. Come on. That's got to count for something. Jesus, you would think. Ugh. All right, basketball. The All-Star Game Weekend. Yay! Yay! Whoa. Team Giannis Whoa. beat Team LeBron 184 to 175. Giannis Cooper played 30 seconds <laughs> because <laughs> he had a sore wrist. He had a bad wrist. He came in like ceremoniously, got one layup and left. Yeah. And then LeBron broke busted up his hand. I guess it's not awful, but he left after what the first quarter, some point in the first Something half like with a that. hand injury, hit his hand on the rim. So the two captains were gone by halftime. You know. <laughs> Jason Tatum of the Celtics. If, if all you're going to do is put on an offensive show, why are you even bothering? There were a lot, a lot of critics of this game because we know they're not playing defense, but this was even. This was pathetic, beyond pathetic. Yeah, this was egregious even for the NBA how awful this was. Jason Tatum was the MVP, the Celtics player, puts up a record, an all-star game record, 55 points. But, yeah, you had multiple, multiple sources, people, coaches in the game saying this is a joke. This is just it's this worthless. Is path it's pathetic. That's not even entertaining. Now, who was the star of All-Star Weekend? That would be one Mac McClung. <laughs> Kid who only played two games in the NBA. Gets signed to a short-term deal with the Philadelphia 76ers just so he can get in to the dunk contest. Three of his four dunks, the panel 50s across the board. That's damn impressive. The most impressive, arguably, performance ever in the slam dunk competition. Now, I heard some people debating this, and I think this is a great com comparison point for basketball players now versus basketball players back in the day. Now, you can take this in terms of the, the game itself or the slam dunk competition with Mac McClung. Again, two total games of NBA experience winning this. People debating, no way in hell, Kobe Bryant, no way in hell Michael Jordan let this pass. No. They would be in the slam dunk competition next year. They would be in the all-star game <laughs> playing balls to the wall if they lost. Exactly. Next year. LeBron James, eh. Joel Embiid, these guys, they don't care. They're not going to do that. They're not leaders no. like MJ and Kobe were. Barkley, Shaq. I think it was a very interesting debate because That's I agree really completely. good. I agree completely. No way with the fire, the competition that they had in their hearts 
they would not stand to let any of this go. No. There's no pride anymore. No. LeBron no. has no pride. LeBron is a whore. That's all he's ever been. That's all he'll ever be. I don't care if he's number one all time in points. Yep. He's a whore. Exactly. He's a mercenary. He doesn't care about the league. He cares about LeBron. Yep. And speaking of having to be everywhere, even the NFL has to get involved with the NBA All-Star Weekend. Because in the, uh, what is it, their little pro-am games, DK Metcalf wins MVP. And the next day, he gets notified by the NFL that he has to submit to a random drug test. Really? Random? Come on. Anytime somebody has a good game, they get nailed for a random drug test. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I think they've got it out for DK Metcalf because I think they've gone after him before. Yeah, there's nothing there. The guy is just a freak of nature. Wrapping up the NBA news, the Hawks fire head coach Nate McMillan. Gee, I wonder why. Could it be because he was clashing with the team's superstar, Trey Young? Probably. And again, another reason why I hate the NBA, because they let the inmates run the asylum. And yes, I said it, and I'm not apologizing. Again, another problem with our world. I will say what I want on this podcast. The inmates run the asylum in the NBA. And speaking of crazy, stupid criminal stuff, this is a terrible, terrible story as we move from the NBA to college basketball. Oh, my God. This just gets worse, doesn't it? We talked about a month, month and a half ago about Darius Miles of the Alabama basketball program and of course they're having a tremendous year in the top five yep. they've been number one at one point here recently now Darius Miles of course was involved in a shooting yep he provided the gun to the shooter but that's only part of the story now we find out that an even bigger star on the Alabama men's basketball team Brandon Miller was Miles. the owner of the gun he was the one that gave it to Miles. No, who... Miles owned the gun. It was in their room. Miller and Miles are roommates. Miles called Miller, says, bring my gun down here. Okay. So Miller drives down to give the gun to Miles, who gives it to the shooter. And I find it amazing. Amazing. Number one, the reaction of the coach who was the guy that Kentucky fans a couple months ago wanted when Kentucky was struggling under Jim Calipari. This guy basically said, oh, well, you know, this stuff happens when you're young. No. Wrong place, wrong time. Bullshit, that does one not happen. Most, one of the most ignorant statements I've ever heard in my life from the Gun Alabama. play does coach. not just happen. And on top of this, Brandon Miller, not being penalized at this point by the school, no criminal charges. There has to be some punishment. Shocking, 
shocking beyond belief. Again, as we tape here, the night of February the 22nd, no law, quote unquote, has been broken by Brandon Miller. Nope, he just brought a gun to a couple of drunks who could use it in a shooting. How would he hand a gun to somebody who then gives it to somebody else and kills somebody and you're not liable? That's an accessory right there. Were it not for him bringing it, it never would have happened. Yeah, show some balls. Show some balls and say, I am not bringing you a goddamn gun so you can shoot somebody. I've got a future. I'm going to be a top NBA player. Why the hell would you put me in this situation? You want your goddamn gun, you come get your goddamn gun. But no, these guys, oh, I've got to be loyal to my my brothers, my friends. No. Mm. How about you be loyal to your family? How about you be loyal to yourself? Actually, being loyal to your friends, you wouldn't have taken it there, so they couldn't have gotten in that kind of trouble. The shortest update in sports frenzy history. The XFL started. Yay. Moving on. Golf. Lawsuits continue. The the live, the PGA Tour lawsuits are going on, but the British Open, now along with the Masters, has come out and said, we will not ban live golfers Good from for our them. tournament. Good for them. Then, of course, we had last weekend the Genesis Invitational why would we care about the Genesis Invitational? Because, oh, my God, Tiger Woods played. And he finished a tie for 45th at one under. Woo! You would have thought the goddamn Pope had screwed a donkey. I mean, seriously, but the coverage just got. Oh, he was able to walk the whole thing. Uh, who cares? And we've got more on Tiger later. Segment three, you will see, you will hear one of the biggest disagreements in sports <laughs> frenzy history between myself and the Conquistador. I do want to bring up, before we end segment two, head into segment three, we will get to the Blackhawks. We'll touch on the NHL in <clears> segment <throat> three before we do the moments of silence and all that good stuff or bad stuff. I, I feel like we instituted the, the Clint Eastwood badasses of the week. It's hard to come by. I've been trying. <laughs> I've been working on this. I came up with two in sports this week. I came up with two. One's kind of weak. One, a definite home run. Now, the weak one, and again, this kind of goes into what we're going to be talking about in segment three, <laughs> where you and I have a vast disagreement. I find this extremely funny. I give Juju Smith-Schuster one of my two Clint Eastwood badasses of the week awards on Valentine's Day, posting a meme to James Bradbury, of course, the guy that got <laughs> called for that stupid-ass 
holding penalty at the end of the Super Bowl. Yeah. But sending him a virtual Valentine's Day card <laughs> that said, I'll hold you when it matters most. <laughs> See, that's my type of humor. That's brilliant to me. That is that brilliant. Was, that was pretty good. But again, minor. Big one. Here's the big one. This is where my man, Michael Jordan, he is a badass. He has always been a badass. Doesn't matter how old he gets, he will always be a badass. As LeBron James gets the all-time scoring mark in the NBA, Michael says, hold my beer. Watch this in a classy, classy move. Michael Jordan donates $10 million to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Enough said. Kudos to the great one, Michael Jordan, who knows what it means to be a sports icon. That's right. All right. Segment three coming up. Feeling mildly fatigued? Need a day off even if you just took one a few days ago? Make $30 million a year but just don't want to work for it? You need to join the NBA Load Management Club right now. When they're not napping or texting, guest lecturers Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving will describe foolproof ways to earn tens of thousands of dollars by not doing anything. Sports Frenzy 2.0, available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, is currently negotiating with LeBron James to bring his popular How to Make the Hall of Fame Without Really Trying webinar live and in person to the Load Management Club. Thanks again to Sports Frenzy 2.0 and all you apathetic fans out there for making us a success. All right, kids, segment three here, Sports Frenzy 2.0, taping here on the 22nd of February, 2023. This will hit Thursday morning, the 23rd. He's a conquistador, Dave Heights. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. And yes, we know it's kind of an odd time of year. It's one of those... Three or four weeks of the entire calendar year where there's not a lot going on. We've done our best. I think we've done a hell of a job. We've done a yeoman's job getting you to this point. And, of course, we have got plenty to fill up this last segment because there is never, ever an end to the stupidity in the sports world. But before we get there, first and foremost, NHL. Trade deadline coming up next week, March 3rd. Blackhawks not in the basement anymore. 43 points, 41 for Columbus and Anaheim. Hawks are on a three-game win streak. Yay, like it matters. But coming down the stretch, bad news. Jonathan Tays has been out for several weeks has that health issue where he's been worn down dealing with the long COVID syndrome kind of eliminates any chance to trade him. Cause there were a few teams looking to pick him up for a final push for the cup. So no movement there. Now, Patrick Kane, will he, or won't he allow himself to be traded? 
That's the big question looming. Sources say by before the deadline, he will definitely have made a decision. So now last we'll week, see. you were not here last week. I mentioned that he was upset when the Rangers acquired Vladimir Tarasenko from the Blues because he wanted that was where he wanted to go. Yeah, he wanted to play with Tarasenko. And now the Rangers, it it's iffy if they can make room for him. Yeah, probably not going to happen. So uh, things are getting interesting. We'll see what happens. Of course, this is the last year on the deal with Taze and Kane. So Yeah, so you're looking at a completely different Blackhawks team. Yeah. Than you've seen over the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Next year. Yep. Oh, I forgot. Sorry. College basketball. Miami Hurricanes are number 13 <laughs> in the country. 23 and 5. Go Canes. Oh, Notre Dame sucks. 10 and 17. <laughs> I believe they've only got two wins in the ACC right now. Yeah. I mean, why is Bray even sticking out the rest of the season? He phoned it in a month ago or so when he said he was leaving at the end of the season. He backed off the retirement. He still supposedly wants to try and get another coaching gig down the line. But come on, seriously, who will take you? Well, doesn't he have a background or a uh, history with Duke? Does he really? He was Coach K's assistant. He's not going. They're not going to tab him. I wouldn't think so. But who knows? There's, there's no way in hell. Who knows with the way he thinks? Yeah, you know, because it depends what his pickled brain. (laughs) Which depends what he's been drinking that night. Exactly, his pickled brain. Oh, and going back to the NHL real quick. Didn't they just play the latest? Uh, in the stadium series this past week, I think. Yeah, who the hell was it? I think they played it? in uh, North Carolina at yeah, NC was, States. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, Carolina and I don't remember who. See, what a great job they're doing of marketing these. Yeah, these. you, you, heart, you rare, didn't hear much about that one yeah. this weekend. No. Because, oh, it's all about the NBA All-Star Weekend. Yeah. And all you heard was the NBA players bitching and pissing and moaning about, oh, it's so boring in, in Utah and Salt Lake City. Shut up, you pansies. I, I'm serious. Overpaid I, Every week that passes, I hate the NBA players more and more. And I'm not done with them yet. No, no, you're not. All right, moments of silence. Red McCombs, owner of the Spurs and, of course, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, see, personally, I remember him as the Vikings owner. Yeah. But I did not realize he was the Spurs owner who brought the Spurs from the ABA to the NBA. Yeah, I did not know that. Going all the way back to the 70s, yeah. So thoughts and prayers to Red McCombs and family and friends. 
Jim McMillan, who played five or six years with the Raiders and the Broncos, passed away. And then, of course, the big one. Anybody who listened to baseball or watched baseball broadcasts throughout the 80s into the 90s. You knew the dulcet tones of Tim McCarver. One of the best. He was one of the best. And he's, when I listen to, or I think about listening to Tim McCarver when I was younger, he's like the anti-Tony Romo. And that's why I (laughs) liked him. Very calm, very soothing, very smart. He would just get his point across and and then let the game play out. He Unlike, didn't beat a dead horse. <laughs> Jim, wasn't it an awesome play? Wait, I, I think I called that one. <laughs> Whereas Tony Romo is an embarrassment to sports announcers everywhere, the late, great Tim McCarver was one of the best. Yep, thoughts and prayers to his family and friends. Pivot. All right, kids. It is time for America's favorite game show. No, it's not Wheel of Fortune where people can't figure out (laughs) one letter in an easy clue. But we'll get to that on the weekend edition. (laughs) It is time for the Red Foreman Sports World Dumbasses or Not. And our contestant, as always, is the great, the glorious, the legendary conquistador Dave Height. Now we're going to start off right away with controversy because I already know I'm cheating here a little bit. Out of the five, I've got one. I already know we completely and totally disagree on. And I forgot my props. (laughs) Shut up, Dave! (laughs) I was going to pelt you during this entire episode. You can go upstairs in my daughter's stash. (laughs) (laughs) Now, let me point something out, which Monday night when we had our quarterly meeting obviously got lost in translation. You guys know I am not a cancel culture guy. I am all for anything and everything. But I am allowed to have an opinion on what is funny and what is not. But somehow. These barbarians that I call friends. You and your highbrow world. We talked earlier about. You don't get 12-year-old humor anymore. I don't appreciate it. I don't like it. It's not funny. It's hysterical. We talked about Juju Smith-Schuster. That's my type of humor. Creative. Subtle dig. Sometimes you need to go with the potty humor. No, you don't. Because potty humor is exactly that. It's potty humor. Yes, we're talking about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, if you have not heard, at the Genesis Invitational, on a whole outdrove the younger, healthier, Whose fault is that, Tiger? Justin Thomas. (coughs) So, and again, so many layers to this. Like peeling back an onion. 
you guys Monday were saying, well, he was trying to do it off camera. Bullshit! He knows everybody again. For the third time this episode, I will say it. Everybody everywhere has a camera, has a phone. He knows somebody's going to see him passing a tampon to Justin Thomas. (laughs) That's great. It's a dumbass move. It's Funny. It's a dumbass move. And like I said, they you have a you like, this stuff. You like the sacks of poop lit on fire on your neighbor's porch. Yes. The neighbor you yes, don't like. I no, do. that's stupid humor. It's stupid dumb humor. Stupid dumb humor. Can't stand it. Go back on your porch. I'll go back watch Seinfeld. Something funny. Something that has actual subtle, smart, intelligent humor instead of Tiger Woods slipping a tampon to Justin Thomas. If he had done that, if you did that to me, as close as we are, my brother from another mother, I would have smacked you. I would have smacked you for that because I expect better from you. No. I'll go the Lokes common denominator. I would have smacked him. If I was Justin Thomas, I would have turned around and smacked his ass. His balding, stupid, perverted, dumb ass. You have officially become the get off no, my lawn Well, guy. no, I've been that forever. But that has nothing you've to do with lost, this. You've lost No, it. it's not like Caddyshack with Bill Murray eating the baby Ruth. It's That's the same funny. Thing. No, it's not. That's funny. That's it's funny. the same type of thing. It actually has a different level of humor. Handing a tampon. I drove you. Here's a tampon. I'm going to pants you in the locker room. It's dumb, stupid humor. We'll dumb agree to humor. disagree. I told you, kids, I knew this was not going to go. I knew I was starting off Better over old one. man. I was starting off with a deficit <laughs> to begin. This round of dumbass or not. But I have somebody else on my side. I have in front of me. I don't care. You will listen to this. Everybody out there will listen to this. Four time. Four time Olympic. Four time Olympic gold medalist. Michael Johnson said this better than I ever could say this. And I'm going to read this verbatim. And you tell me if this is not a perfect summation of Tiger Woods. And not just this. Not just this. Now, this is a commentary from Michael Johnson, four-time Olympic gold medal sprinter. The guy who wore gold shoes. On this particular individual. Apology, starting with, if I offended anyone, in quotes. See, that's the problem. No, you're cutting him off. You're cutting off a four-time gold medal man. Damn oh, let right. Me, let me finish. And then you can criticize his tweet. Starting off again. Apology. Starting with, quote-unquote, if I offended anyone is no apology. But this is Tiger. Never been a leader, and he's Teflon. Still heralded after all the mistakes, so he's learned nothing. Media focus always on miraculous recovery, never why 
the need for recovery. Boom! Confetti! Beautiful, perfect Michael Johnson. Yeah, that sums up the asshole that is Tiger Woods. But it was still a funny stunt. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I'm calling Tiger the dumbass for apologizing or his pseudo-apology. If you're going to do something, stick with it. If well, you yeah, say we talk something, about that all the time. stick with it. That is our motto here on Sports Frenzy. We do not apologize. So I will call Tiger the dumbass for issuing his pseudo-apology. That's fine. I'm with you on that. If you're going to go, go all the way. Yep. Don't even acknowledge it. Just say, eh, something between you two decided, friends. You decided to pull this juvenile, unfunny stunt. And you so know you what? Go to all address it, it, you go... If I you don't say if I offended anybody, whatever. No, you just say it was a prank between two friends, and that's it. You don't say anything more. But again, the idea that he didn't know this was somehow going to get photographed or put out on social media is pathetic and in ridiculous. this day and age you have to expect he everything. knew that was gonna get out there. Then don't apologize. That I agree with. Never apologize. So it's it's a half. No, no, I'm no, you don't know. <laughs> no, no, zero, zero. You and I disagree completely. All right. Do not even try to kiss up to me now after this. No, no. All right. Dave has Back no to hair. Normalcy. Dave has no hair. I've got a big bald spot. But somehow the CBS Sports Network decided on All-Star Game Weekend to put out a show called Crown. Completely and totally focused on the hairstyles of black athletes. I don't get it. I am sorry. To me, this is a dumb... I almost would rather see a bunch of stupid twits in bikinis trying to get laid on an island somewhere <laughs> in a reality show, then listen to Carmelo Anthony and all these other NBA players and, and football players talk about the cornrows and what they mean and what they symbolize. What the hell does it matter? What the hell? How can you put together a TV show about this? I would love to see the ratings on this. I would love to see what the ratings were for this show. It's a cultural thing you wouldn't understand. Now, how they if they would have billed it more as a Black History Month, it would make more sense. So I'm I over two with you. So I'm over two with you. It's a dumbass idea. So where when are you going to start wearing a pin saying Nancy Pelosi for president? It's a dumbass idea, but it could have been marketed to make it have it make more sense. All right, I think it's a stupid. I'm over two. It's a stupid idea. No, no, no. I'm over two. Obviously, you think that there's some way this has merit. So I am over two. Let's talk about Brittany Mahomes. Oh, she's just stupid. She's got no brain. Brittany Mahomes wants an apology from anybody 
who was a critic of the Kansas City Chiefs, who did not think the Kansas City Chiefs would win the Super Bowl. Well, you know what, Brittany? Kiss my ass because I picked the Bills. And I'm not apologizing to you because I thought the Chiefs were good but not great. I'm sorry. I'm not apologizing. You're an idiot. I thought the Eagles were going to win. Too bad, so sad, suck it. Oh, wait, if you would have, you wouldn't. Never mind. (laughs) I mean, just the arrogance. You're not allowed to pick against the Kansas City Chiefs because you will incur the wrath of Brittany Mahomes. It was either going to be her or his dumbass brother. Yeah, meanwhile, her dumbass brother Jackson, his dumbass brother Jackson is dancing on somebody's grave or dancing on the emblem at, at the middle of the field. Yeah. You know, trying to do some TikTok video. Patrick, you've, you've, you've surrounded keep, yourself with morons. You've got to get these people restrained. You've got to stop worrying about doing the bath bombs on your State Farm commercials and start raining in your wife and your brother. Maybe you need to drown them in the jazz bath. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or make them smell that practice jersey that's never been washed. <laughs> All right. Adam Silver, who I cannot stand. I don't know who's worse, Rob Manfred or Adam Silver. The alien looking. During the All-Star weekend, of course, the commissioner has to discuss with the media the state of the league. But here has to be the dumbest take of all time. The commissioner, Adam Silver, quote-unquote, doesn't buy into load management being a problem in the NBA. So why don't you refund the money to all the people in Memphis or all the people in D.C. when LeBron James or Steph Curry come to town and they decide they are not playing? These, these people, these kids, I've heard these stories over and over again where these parents go out of their way and spend hundreds of dollars to buy these tickets for their kids who say, Daddy, I want to see, see Steph Curry. I want to see LeBron James. And the father and you get goes to out, see him in street clothes if they even bother to make the trip. So until I hear about Adam Silver instituting a refund policy, for this crap. And why is it all of a sudden load management has to be done? How many decades do guys play night in, night out through nagging injuries? Going back to what we talked about They're getting earlier. paid more damn money, they're in better shape, and they're playing less. It's absolute crap. Going back to what we talked about earlier, Michael Jordan... Patrick Ewing, Kobe Bryant would never have done this. Larry Bird, with all his back problems, when he's there laying on the sidelines on the court trying to stretch his back out so he can keep going for the rest of the game. Never would have happened with those guys. Never would have happened in the 80s and the 90s. Never would have happened. 
And that's why I still get sick to my stomach every time I hear people talking about LeBron James even being mentioned among the greats of all time. LeBron James maybe barely sneaks in to the top 10. I don't want to hear his name mentioned in the same breath as Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or Kareem or Dr. J or Larry Bird. He's not even close. And Adam Silver, you alien motherfucker, you, you should be ashamed of yourself. I knew I'd get that one at least. Oh, hell yeah. I knew I'd get that one. All right, so what? I'm two and two right now. Two and two. Let's see if I can, uh, the last one, see if I can tie the tide. Let's see. Still sticking with the All-Star game. Because, of course, we have a team in the NBA in Toronto, right? Even though the game was played in Utah, we sing. Somebody sings the Canadian National Anthem. This year, they picked Julie Black, J-U-L-L-Y, Julie Black, to sing the Canadian National Anthem. She decided to change the words. You cannot change the words to the Canadian National Anthem. Where it normally says, and even you and I, because you watch hockey, and of course I watched enough stupid-ass Toronto Raptors games, I guess, where I know the Canadian anthem. It goes, Oh, Canada, our home and native land. Yeah. Julie Black decided because she wanted to honor the indigenous people who we have destroyed and put on reservations and, you know, the people that we have completely and totally mistreated. And we can get into that topic some other time on another podcast. She changes it to, Oh, Canada, our home on native land. No! Stupid! Dumb! Moronic! Retarded! Now I'm waiting. Now I'm waiting. Who is going to be the first person to dare change the words of the American National Anthem. Despite the fact we've already got the Black National Anthem, which I find completely and totally divisive beyond all belief. There's no reason for that. You keep perpetuating diverse... Division and hate. Division and hate is all this country wants to do right now. The media, all they do is perpetuate division and hate. Who's going to be taking this to the next level of stupidity? Who's going to be the one to change the words of our national anthem? Absolutely pathetic. So in the end, despite a couple initial road bumps, disagreements, it happens. Tampon boy and I agreed on the majority of the dumbasses this week. Three to two. There'll be something in the mail later. Yeah. And I will send that right back <laughs> certified. I did want to tell you something, though. 
we've got a couple minutes. So I, I will share this story with the podcast nation along with you to show you that I am not the snowflake that you seem to think I am just because I don't like this particular joke. There is a wrestler, a female wrestler, who I love, absolutely love, Gigi Dolan. Now, she wrestled under another name years ago. And one time, she pulled a stunt at a small independent show. Where now, the, it's one of those, did it happen, did it not happen things. Was it real? Was it just fake? But supposedly, during a match, got her in trouble fighting her arch nemesis at one of these small indie shows, she supposedly pulled out a tampon <laughs> from her shorts and shoved it in another oh, wrestler's mouth. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Then the whole thing is, was it real? Was it, <laughs> was it used? used? Was, was it, it just yeah. a stunt? Yeah. So... <laughs> You think Tiger? <laughs> you think Tiger went too far? <laughs> that that that's above and beyond. Yeah, yeah. I guess she had to fight for a year or two to get over that, to get back in the good graces and work her way back up again. But let's just say me not liking the Tiger Woods joke. There's far far worse out there, kids. There is. Sometimes you have to pay extra for it. <laughs> oh, Jesus, God. Golden showers bring May flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Just to ask our former president. <laughs> Those are false, false accusations, by the way. But again, story for another day on another podcast. <laughs> One that we will not be instituting. <laughs> He's a conquistador, Dave. Hyde. He's a maestro, Kevin Craig. Check out the weekend edition. We have got so much good stuff for you. We have got Alter Bridge and Mammoth WVH live, a review from last week down in Indianapolis. We have got new music from the Carburetors, Black Star Riders, LA Guns. I have got my review of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. We will catch up. Shotgun wedding. Couple of book reviews. We got you covered. Yep. We'll catch up on The Last of Us and Poker Face and all that good stuff. The shows that we talk about weekly. You do not want to miss your cure for your Friday night hangover every Saturday morning. So once again, he's Dave. I'm Kev. We're out. <laughs>